Do you enjoy our podcasts? Help us to be able to continue creating quality content by visiting our merch store at store.another12.org. You'll find some great merch there, and the best part about it is that a portion of every purchase goes to support the work that we do. Welcome to Drippings from the Honeycomb, the official podcast of Another 12 Ministries. We are so glad that you have decided to join us as we enjoy the sweetness of God's Word one verse at a time. Is the judgment of King Jesus something that humans should fear? Matthew 25.32 says, All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. This verse was spoken by Jesus to his disciples when he was describing what would happen on his return when he would come back as the glorified Messiah to execute judgment on the nations of the earth. And there's something very interesting about the tone that Jesus uses in this verse. A brief look at it shows us that it's very Jesus-centric. The nations will be gathered before him. The nations won't have any choice in the matter. They will be gathered before him because he will be king. And he, that's Jesus, will separate the people one from another. This is individual separation. This is not talking about just one nation from another or one people group from another or one family from another. This is individual separation. People one from another will be separated into categories. And he illustrates this by saying that he will do this as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. In other words, he separates them corporately and individually. There's no more goats left with the sheep and there's no more sheep left with the goats. There's no groups of goats in with groups of sheep or groups of sheep in with groups of goats. It's a total separation both corporately and individually into two pure groups of only their kind. All goats on one side, all sheep on the other. And if we look at the verse in context, we see in the next verse that one group, which is referred to as the sheep, will be put on the right hand of Jesus Christ, and the other group, which is referred to as the goats, will be put on the left hand of Jesus Christ. Now, what this indicates is that we have two distinct groups. There's no third group available. It is only the sheep and the goats. In addition, what we have is we have positioning of these two groups. We have one group on the right hand, which in traditional culture is the place of honor, and one group on the left hand, which in traditional culture is the place of dishonor. So from this little fact pattern that Jesus gives us here, from this illustration, we can immediately understand that when Jesus returns as king in his glory with his angels, he is going to call all of the nations to appear before him in judgment. That means every person will appear before Jesus Christ. And that group of all people will be divided into two main groups. One group will stand on the right side or in the place of honor, and the other group will stand on the left side or in the place of dishonor and judgment. There is no talk of a third group. There's no talk of anyone being outside of these two groups. Within these two groups will be contained the whole of humanity. No one will escape one of the groups. And it does not say that individuals who appear before Jesus Christ for judgment will get to choose which group they enter. They will be put in the group to which they innately belong. In other words, Jesus will separate them. 
He will separate them into their appropriate group, either the sheep or the goats, and he will place them in the appropriate position before him, the sheep on the right hand, the place of honor, the goats on the left hand, in the place of judgment. So there is no escaping it. All of us are going to be in one of these two groups. It's not like we can do something at the last minute to switch groups or to change our place or to have a hand in selecting which place we end up, because at that point, Jesus will have already initiated judgment. And so he will be ruling over the world and he will separate out those who are appointed for glory and those who are appointed for judgment and put them in their appropriate groups. Nowhere in here does any individual have any say or right or power. All of the focus is on Jesus Christ and his glorified position as the king of all things, the king of the universe. And he is the one who is doing the moving, the calling, the gathering, the separating, and the placing in the position of honor or the position of judgment. No human has any say in this arrangement that Jesus is describing here. He alone is prevailing. His will alone is prevailing. And the fact of the matter is that this is not arbitrary by King Jesus. The people in these two groups are fundamentally different from one another. They're so fundamentally different from each other that they actually only could belong in the group in which they have been placed. The sheep will never be a goat, and the goat will never be a sheep because they are fundamentally different types of creatures. Just like at the final judgment, those who have been adopted by Jesus Christ to become children of God cannot ever not be children of God. And at the final judgment, those who have rejected Jesus' call for repentance and obedience and adoption into God's family cannot suddenly make a change now that judgment has begun and become part of the family of God. They are fundamentally different and King Jesus will group all peoples according to what they are at the time of his judgment. Now it is important to observe that Jesus is king of both groups. He is the ruler of both the sheep and the goats. In other words, it's not like he only is the ruler of the sheep, the ones who are going to enter into eternity. He is also the ruler of the goats, the ones who are going to enter into eternal punishment. And this is important to understand because so much of the modern day culture has twisted the concept of hell and of Satan that it has become commonplace to think that Satan is actually the king of hell and Satan is going to be the lord of all those who reside in hell. But that is untrue. Hell has actually been prepared by God, and Jesus Christ is the king of hell, just like a king who sits in a castle is the king of both the banquet hall and the darkest dungeon that exists in that castle. And because he is king over all things, he is king over those who have repented and lived lives that have glorified God and have been adopted into the family of God, just like he is king over those who have rejected him. Their rejection of him in their life has absolutely no bearing on whether or not he is their king. He is their king. And the fact that he is going to punish them is evidence of the fact that he is their king. And don't think that in hell, Satan is going to have some sort of guardianship or stewardship. Satan is going to be in punishment just like the goats. Because God has created hell specifically for Satan and his angels and for all of those who have rejected his kingship over the universe. And if you continue this passage to the very end, Jesus makes it clear that he says to those on his right, the sheep, enter into your rest, into the kingdom prepared for you. 
And this is indicative of heaven and fellowship with God and an eternal place in life and fellowship and paradise with Jesus himself. And to those who are on the left hand, to the goats, he actually dismisses them into hell, the place appointed for Satan and his demons for eternal punishment. He dismisses them away from his presence, but not just away from his presence, but into punishment. So this should take us back to our question. Is the judgment of King Jesus something that humans should fear? And the answer is unequivocally yes. People should fear the judgment of King Jesus. In fact, Proverbs 9.10 tells us, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. See, the path to salvation is actually paved with the fear of God. If there's no reason to fear God, then there's no reason to fear condemnation. There's no reason to seek him for salvation. There is one Jesus, but there will be two ways of experiencing him. There will be the experience of those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, repented of their sin, and lived a life that glorifies and honors God. They will have been adopted into the family of God and will know Jesus as a king, as a savior, as a redeemer, and as a brother. But there will also be those who have rejected Jesus as king. They have rejected the work that he has done on the cross. They have rejected the offer of salvation that was won through his work. And they will know Jesus as a king. They will know Jesus as a judge. And they will know Jesus as a jailer who will keep them under lock and key in eternal torment forever. The scriptures teach us that God has elevated Jesus to the position of king over all the universe. We know that Through Jesus, all things were created. We know that Jesus loved his creation so much that he came to earth and he gave his life as a sacrifice for the sin of mankind to make a way for man to be reconciled to God. The scripture teaches us that many have accepted him and many have rejected him. It teaches us that we must fall on our knees before him and repent of our sin and seek salvation from his hand so that we can be made right with God. So that in the end, We will have fellowship with God and with Jesus Christ and will escape the judgment that is due to us for our sins. But for those who reject Jesus, for those who reject his position, his work, his salvation, for those who choose their sin over repentance, over reconciliation with God, they forfeit the opportunity to know Jesus as their Savior. They forfeit the opportunity to be adopted into the family of God. And they become, like Satan and his angels, disobedient servants marked for the judgment of God. And when Jesus returns, he will execute this judgment on all those who have rejected him. He will execute his judgment on all those who have not put their faith and trust in him for their salvation, who have not repented, who have not cried out to him to be adopted into the family of God through his work. So yes, The scripture teaches us that the judgment of Jesus is something that humans should fear. Not because there is no hope, but because to not fear in the face of a holy God who is coming to judge all that is unrighteous, all that is unholy, all those who have rejected him, we should be afraid of not being obedient. We should be afraid of not humbling ourselves before him and crying out for forgiveness before God. It should inform us that we are in debt to someone that we can never pay. We can never make ourselves right enough for God because we are hopelessly sinful. And the scripture teaches that. 
And that's the whole reason that Jesus came, was to undo the curse of sin that man had ultimately fallen into through the sin of Adam in the garden. So the fear of God should bring wisdom to our hearts and should teach us that we must fall down and ask God for forgiveness and ask him to apply the blood of Jesus to our lives so that when Jesus comes in judgment as king and he separates the nations, he will separate us into the sheep and we will stand at his right hand. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Drippings from the Honeycomb. If you would like to learn more about Another 12 Ministries and the work that we are doing to train youth ministry leaders to bring the gospel to young people, visit another12.org. If you would like to support our ministry, click on the donate link in the description below.